Hello again, fellow basement dwellers. This is Patrick O'Dowd coming to you for this week's edition of Bandwagon Nerds. Welcome back. We are recording here on Sunday, May 31st. I am joined, as always, by my good friend David Ungar. And it's him, it's him, DPP. Gentlemen, how are you doing today? Wonderful. 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 Huh? <laughs> yeah. Wonderful. Wow. We uh we are short a Rick Lashinashinashinashini. Um because apparently he decided to go to Walmart. So when when Rick gets back from the Walmart, um next week. perhaps you will yeah, <laughs> next week. On next week's edition of Bandwagon Nerds, Rick's trip to Walmart. Um and we got a pretty good show to, uh, in front of us. Uh, we're going to finally talk about The Boys Episode 1. We're going to talk about this week's movie poll and what we're going to review for next week. Uh, got a few trailers to, to discuss in the old trailer park. And then we're going to spend most of the time talking a little HBO Max. As HBO Max just debuted this week. And uh, I think, did, did uh, does everybody have HBO Max? I didn't even ask that question. But does everybody... Everybody got it. Awesome. So yeah. we're actually going to be yeah. able to speak from a from a place of knowledge uh, regarding this. And then um, I, I did come up with a question for us to wrap up the show. Uh, hopefully I, it's something I, I won't ask about a genre that you don't watch, Dan. Uh, I'll <laughs> try you. to I'll try to be better at that. Uh, no shock factors. No, 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 no manga for you, Dan. No manga for you. Um, I don't know what that is. Oh, dear. <laughs> So now we're starting to see really where the the level of the nerdum and like the the nerd spheres are, uh, because you know clearly DP not a Japanese animation guy, all right slash Japanese book, uh, comic books, because manga are also interesting in that a lot of times it's uh, and at least in the United States you'd buy these comp uh, compositions it'd be two books, one uh, but they would have one that you would read like the book upside down. Uh, or backwards from like the end to the front, and then you would flip the book around and you would read it front to back, and it'd be two different issues put that way, as opposed to the way we would do it in a trade paperback, where it would just be like issue one, issue two, and you would just read it like a book. Fascinating stuff. Manga can be a, a risky proposition. My son brought manga to school; they flagged it as pornographic. I'm like, Supreme Court can't even define pornographic, but yet you guys seem to know what it is. And then I looked at it, I said. All right, it's inappropriate, but I'm not going to call it pornographic. That's, that's, that's kind of pornographic. <laughs> <laughs> but um, before we get into that, I did want to, I just, I, I had something that's been on my mind the last couple of days that I wanted to talk about uh, before we really get into the show. And, you know, we're, we're recording the show. It's, it's May 31st. It's two o'clock in the afternoon. And I think that it would be disingenuous to at least not acknowledge that, the country is going through some shit right now. And I don't, you know, I'm not going to turn this into a big political platform or soapbox or, um, you know, talk about anybody's feelings regarding what's happening right now out there, other than to just acknowledge that, you know, our country is clearly hurting right now. And a lot of people are hurting right now. We're all feeling that. And regardless of where, where you stand, um, whether it's in regards to how the, the country's been responding to COVID-19, to the riots um, and the protests that are occurring in many, many cities across our country. Um, 
we're we're in a tough place and and to you know look at what we're doing right now um as a podcast can you know feel a little trivial uh at times but i feel like and we've we've said this before this is a moment uh for us to kind of take a moment and do a little bit of escape from that and so if you're listening to this podcast looking for a little escape thank you for listening uh, and we're going to try to provide that for for you folks as best we can, at least for an hour and a half to two hours today. And, um, you know, if you are, you know, out there, um, be safe and take care of yourself and take care of each other, uh, because it's a, it's a tough it's a tough time. This, you know, this has been a year and we're only in May. And so I just want folks to to be safe take care of another and uh, and I hope we can take a little bit of time today with the show and help ho- hopefully provide just a little bit of fun in what's been kind of a, a dark year and you know a dark week in, in this country so I wanted to get that off my chest wanted to just acknowledge that elephant right up front and that's really all I have to say about it um I'll drop that I drop that on the two of you I don't know if there's anything you guys want to add. Any any thoughts? But it just feels like it's important to to recognize where we are while we're recording this podcast. <laughs> DP, if you dare. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's happening here. You know, I was watching the yep. feeds uh, last night um, with the news feeds live down in certain areas of the Greater Milwaukee Metroplex, and you know, it's just it's awful. You know, the national, you know, guards are called in, everything like that. And, you know, just, it's just scary. It's like, you know, I'm, I'm lucky enough that I'm, you know, Milwaukee is a huge town. So we are very far away from the big things that are happening because that's closer to the downtown area. Um, but it's just, it's scary to hear, you know, and I know a few people that were kind of down in that area that said there, you know, there were shootings, there's been lootings and riots the one of the major you know malls was basically shut down because people were were going in there and looting and everything so i i mean i don't i don't even know what to do or what to say other you know i i I know people want to you know voice their opinions and things of going out there you know you know nonviolent protests and that's great but some people don't feel the same way but i just i'm just like just stay home I don't know. God, it's just dangerous to be outside right now. That's the way I feel. And I don't even want to step outside my house right now. So, you know, just stay inside as much as you can. And, you know, let's hope this thing is over with soon. Yeah. I mean, there's multiple reasons not to go outside. And now, now you're going to probably see all these people are, are out there protesting and social distancing. What the hell's that? You know, that that's gone out the window with all this stuff. And, I, I mean, like, like I thought, Patrick, you said it pretty well. I get, I get people's frustration over the world in general and their plight, and and you know the the, the George Floyd incident is really, you know, like a lot of people have said, this isn't about him anymore. It, it started as a rallying cry for him, but it's really kind of, in a lot of ways, it's just a lot of people so frustrated with everything. And like Dan says, if you're if you're out there pro- protesting peacefully, fine. That's your God-given right as an American to go out there and, and, and voice your opinion. But when you start doing stuff like defacing public, you know, monuments 
and getting violent and looting and and that's and now you've got the national guard brought in which is unheard of um, yeah i mean you're looking at a few bad things away from a potentially really bad civil warish sort of situation and so i i hope people just kind of use some common sense before it gets worse because i don't think our president would be that shy about actually sending in the real military to quell this shit if it keeps going on like this so I, I agree with Dan. It's it's uh you know trying to keep safe, stay inside, don't take any chances. Especially, especially like where I live, Bakersfield. I mean, our sheriffs will shoot you first and ask questions later. They don't care. So there are people here. We're talking about like we're going to go to the like the richest part of town where all the cops and the rich people live. And somebody posted on Facebook and says uh, that area of town could arm a small country. So that's probably a very bad idea. And uh, it, it's scarier than you think about just neighborhood warfare going on but um yeah it's a rough time it's i mean this this podcast has grown up uh at least half of it during the pandemic so we've been providing right. all that entertainment you're talking about trying to prevent or provide a release of some sort or escape even for an hour and a half or two hours or three and a half hours like on episode 25 or something <laughs> like that you know so still uh, it's still airing it's still going this is episode 25 <laughs> isn't it right and, and again i to, to kind of put a ball on this and then we'll move forward. I, I really don't, you know, I, I didn't want to, I think that there, there's a real challenge to, to try and, and talk about sort of where we stand on this. Cause it's such a, it's such a more nuanced issue than I think people want to make it to be um, regardless, you know, regarding what's going on out there right now. And let's be um, honest. We're three white guys. So, well, and that's, that's it. We're three white guys who don't experience yeah what some of the folks that are out there protesting are experiencing. Exactly. And, and so for me, it's more about regardless of what you're doing out there, if you're out there, if you're home, whatever it is, you know, I want you, I, I, I care about people and want them to be safe. I want them to, to have, the, I want people who feel like they're not being heard to have the opportunity to have their voices heard. Oh, I thought it was a long pause for a that, second. I, that there. was, like, that was really a long deep. pause. <laughs> But uh, it's a little bit longer than I expected the deep, pause to be. Deep contemplation. I guess it's just me and you, Dan. Let's just finish yeah. this stuff off. Where's, where's Patrick? Did, did he got cut off. I think the I think the National Guard, the government must have heard him. Damn it. And that was just cut him off. Big, cut him bro- off. big brother was listening. And they said, all right, cut O'Dowd off right now. Cut the feed. Yeah. Cut the enough feed. enough of that. Shit. I guess, I guess it's just me and you, Dan. So looking at Patrick's run. No, hold on. Let's see if we uh, <laughs> we're going to let's see if we get him back. Hold on here. So that just happened. Were they gentle with you, Patrick? That's all I want to know. Were they gentle with you? I mean, there were no windows in the van. And, <laughs> I knew it. And, yeah, I, undisclosed location. I'm not sure were what there, happened. There. Were there pillows? There were no pillows. Incense? Was, I was, I was waterboarded. No, it was not a romantic getaway. The The man is keeping me down for asking, you know, asking to, to have a moment of, of you know, solace from what's going on in the world so, so i guess that's that's too much the, to ask for the people listening and wondering how did rick's voice get so high that's not rick that, that's my my wife decided to sit down because she loves the boys and <laughs> then she wanted when we were uh while patrick was being abducted by somebody we don't know who uh rick kept uh messaging us that he was still at walmart and my wife's like how's he at walmart when he's posting shit on facebook so rick you've been busted and now we've got the proof because my wife's right here yeah, Ricky Boo Boo, we got your ass. 
I mean, not to be that guy, but he does have a phone, right? He does, but he's too busy posting on it. He's using it. Yeah. That's true. I, I don't know that I want Rick podcasting from Walmart. That, that could be interesting. Uh, I'm not sure how that would go, though. Uh, could be a little could be a little dicey at best. A little. I don't know if I want to see Rick out in the wild. Uh, I don't know that I want to see Rick, Rick period sometimes. Wild. Rick is the wild. <laughs> so this has become quickly a scotch worthy episode. Uh, I'm glad I I'm glad I poured one out for today. Uh, and so why don't, why don't we get into some bandwagon nerd stuff? Uh, no more of this talking about the real world. Let's, let's get into why we're here, what we love to do. And we're going to start, uh, by talking about our first installment of the nerd review, which, uh, was of district nine got published, hit the chairshot.com on Thursday. Well done, gentlemen. You both wrote very thoughtful um, nuanced, detailed reviews of of the film, and then, and there then was Rick the, happened, and then Rick. <laughs> <laughs> and call me crazy, but I don't think Rick saw the movie, guys. Did he? I was going to say, did he watch it? Did he? Did he... <laughs> I think he was watching something different. Where there was a he said something not... about Pan M. Yeah, <laughs> something about Hunger <laughs> Games. I don't know. He was going to volunteer for something, and I and they took him to Walmart instead. I, I don't know what happened with him. And he gets to keep his internet, by the way. I, I lose mine, but, like, whatever. As many times as that boy has been in Facebook jail, you would think that they would just pull the plug on him in general. You know? Yeah, well, you know. Can't, can't keep a good lash and down. Uh, Facebook, needs, Facebook needs everybody's information, so you can't really, can't really cut anybody anymore. Facebook needs That's people true. like Rick. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so I, um, yeah, I liked, I liked the, the first, uh, the first go around the way it was written, uh, looked like, uh, we were all pretty much on the, on the same page in terms of whether or not we liked the movie, thought it was good. Um, and so well done, well done DP winning the poll. We put up this week's poll, uh, for our next round of movies uh, DP uh, put up Short Circuit. Rick put up Sharknado 2. Dave, which one did you end up going with? Rise of Skywalker? No, Is that was... Rise of Skywalker would have won. <laughs> I put up Paul. <laughs> put up Paul, yeah. And I put up They Live, and I was really excited. to. I was hoping that a, a Roddy Piper vehicle would win. Uh, unfortunately, uh, congratulations to our two-time poll winner, uh, DPP, as Short oh, Circuit. Yeah. The 80s classic short circuit star the Goot, Steve Gutenberg, uh makes the win wins the poll. Yeah. And so that'll be that'll be what we have to force ourselves to watch and and review, though I don't know that we're really forcing ourselves to do anything. This was a big time comedy in the 80s. I remember when it came out. It was a great one. I'm actually surprised we didn't come up in the 80s project anywhere, but uh I think it did. Like an honorable mention or something. Maybe. Uh, but fun movie. I look forward to, to giving a review, but, I, um, you'll notice on the rundown that I sent you guys that we did get a little bit of feedback and, uh, and, and so, yep. So I saw the microphone go up. No, I, I, I was just wondering if Rick has seen anything other than Sharknado movies. I, I'm starting to sense might, a theme here. He might not have, but the, the feedback that I got in terms of us kind of building this was a request to maybe go a little more mainstream with some of our, uh, with some of our movie options that we that we vote on 
uh, which I thought was really interesting because then I was like, well, we just came up with a system that like the winner gets to pick the genre. And um, so, you know, kind of looking at that and then looking at some of our past shows, I had an idea of a series of mainstream films that I think would appeal to folks who, you know, maybe are looking for something that's a little newer and modern that everyone has seen and also gives us fodder to disagree a lot. Uh, because we've been talking about this guy and his movies the last couple of weeks, and we're going to talk about it again this week. What if we put up Zack Snyder films as the poll what? options? And we did say 300, Man of Steel, Batman versus Superman, and then... Sucker punch. Do we call... Well, but here's here's my question. Where do we do we put do we consider the Justice League a Joss Wheat movie, a hybrid, or I mean, I don't know that we can call it a Zack Snyder movie, but he, he was clearly involved in the making of that film. It's not a Zack Snyder movie. I if it was a Zack Snyder movie, we wouldn't have Zack Snyder's Justice League coming. So that's fair. I think it's and, more Joss Whedon at this point. I don't even know. It's, and Dave, I, I see your sucker punch and I replace it with the Watchmen. Watchmen. Agreed. Fine. No problem. <laughs> no All problem. four of those movies were major blockbusters in terms of uh, money and people who went and saw it. Um, I, day, I like this idea, but, this, but Patrick, your review of any of them is going to be, it sucked. So That's not true. <laughs> that's actually not true. If you listened to the show last week, you would know that my review of at least one of those would be positive. Watchmen. And it's the one that you think sucks. <laughs> no, I like all four of them, actually. Oh, geez. What's wrong with you? In fact, I love the extended cut of Batman versus Superman. That that actually made the movie make more sense. <laughs> it made sense. <laughs> yes. I'm going to have to watch that. It, it's 35 it, extra seconds. Of <laughs> 35 extra minutes. It actually tie, makes it a. It, it put in a filled a little bit of the gaps. Yeah, they did. It. it it's weird. You would think that it wouldn't work, but with that movie, it actually, it did fill in some gaps and made the movie make more sense. Really, really tied the room together. I'm <laughs> telling you. With a red ribbon. Yeah. All right. So we'll, we'll put that up in the poll if that's okay with you, Dan. Uh, Cause you, you know, you did win the poll. We're going to do short circuit this week. Uh, Cause I, and here's the thing, Steve Gutenberg is a national treasure and we should talk about it. True. Yeah. It, it's it's more than just cocoon and police academy, right? Oh boy! God, they they went and got him again. Did they get Patrick there it again? Is. We told you it's coming through. <laughs> as soon as he starts talking, oh, wait, maybe there's 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 hope. What is happening today? Oh, there he is. He's back. We, we didn't have to pontificate too long. Patrick, what sin have you committed? I was waiting for the. Uh... I was waiting for the camera to come back on and you be gone and like the room in disarray, <laughs> you know, the blink of kill you know, the, the lamp in the back kind of flickering. Yeah. And then gold Goldberg shows up, looks in the camera to me and Dan and goes, you're next. And that's oh, it. That's how the episode so that ends. One, I'll, I'll take ownership on that one. That one was totally me. So down in the lower left-hand corner of my computer screen, there was like this little box with just the Skype icon. Like it was like a white box was just like the Skype icon. And I'm like, what is this thing? Get rid of it. So I it? click X and it was like closed. And I was like, yes. Yeah. So I closed Skype. That's what I did that. Ah, time. Okay. That one is all my ineptitude. This, I am not a nerd when it comes to handling the, uh, the old, the old Skype apparently today. Keep your so off. I am today. It's a tough Sunday. <laughs> all right. Well, 
I like, uh, I like, so I like having those four up there if we want to do that this week and, and reconvene our, our original plan or, if, you know, but try and keep it a little more mainstream for the week after. And I do like the idea we can even with the debate of Justice League, you know, if we hold off on that anyway to, uh, to when they release the Zack Snyder cut and kind of compare both and we can talk about that when that actually gets released. Uh, there won't be I any mean, comparison, but okay. <laughs> I mean, there's there's going to be ample fodder here. The nice thing about looking at this, and that's the other thing, is maybe looking at this as we do like sort of a series. Like we could go through the whole filmography, um, maybe not the whole filmography because I don't even. What did Zack Snyder do first? Like, what made Zack Snyder famous? I don't even know. 300. Like three hundred. Yeah. Three hundred was the blockbuster, but was that like his first film? Like, I don't think that was his first movie. I don't know. Sounds like a job for Google. It. Keep talking, Patrick. Well, I'm on. Oh wait, I'm my, on my wife's here. You can, you can, you can help out. Look up uh, what was Zack Snyder's first movie. She's our, she's our intern today. Right. <laughs> uh, but anyway, because he's got producer credits on all kinds of crap too. But um, yeah, looking at him as a director would be would be very very interesting. Anyway. So yeah, well, looking at looking at maybe not always. I I, I think that it's. For this, I think it's more about trying to find a balance of some of those mainstream movies that we all all already know. I still love doing the cult classics and want to do the cult classics um, because creatively, I think that's a lot of fun. Uh, and I think that some of it is I, I was thinking about this, just even looking at some mainstream stuff that maybe we've said is is terrible that, that came out like, I don't know, 10, 20 years ago and being like, was it really terrible? Like, were, was the first Andrew Garfield Spider-Man? that terrible it wasn't terrible but the we second did. one was terrible but well anyway. that's just because yeah, they the shit on the death of gwen stacy and and fuck <laughs> the whole thing up but, well, waste that. but anyway yeah. so i think uh. this is something i want to discuss with the group uh you know off show a little bit more to to see where we can find a nice mix um because i want to keep the poll i love the poll i love having people vote for it and having us do that i think that's a lot of fun yeah and it, uh, it, it shows that there's more than three people listening there's 23 people listening that's so that, right that's, i mean you know that's that's something uh my wife has an answer for us go ahead babe uh zach made his film debut in 2004 with a remake of dawn of the dead there you go mm. that's right i remember that movie so was it tra- right, was it so, trash patrick no actually i don't think it was more of an it was basically a note for note remake so really how could you go uh, wrong other than he switched, he went fast zombie, if I do recall, which that's a whole other show, whether you like your zombie slow and lumbering or fast and, and semi-intelligent. We are but, talking about zombie movies, right? I, I'm just checking. So. And just out of interesting fact, this dude is only one year older than me. Who, Zach? Yeah. Uh-huh. He was born in 66, March of 66. So, Why are you aging yourself on this podcast, babe? That's bad radio. <laughs> bad idea, too. Whatever. I mean, this opener has been bad radio. We've lost connection twice. I've been cut off. Rick's still at Walmart. Chaos. We are we are all sorts of clunky today here Rick, on Bandwagon Nerds. Knowing Rick, he's probably being sacrificed in the liquid detergent aisle by now. So who knows? We're down. We're down to twenty two listeners after this. So anyway, we're gonna go. Well, you know what? Let's talk about the boys. I think we let's let's talk about episode one of the boys. I'm so happy that Rick's not here to talk about this after he was all like, I want to watch episode two and talk about episode two, too. And I'm like, no, that's not how this show works. You don't get it. Like, I, you don't get it. 
Every every episode gets its due. We see Rick's priorities. Walmart over it's, the boys, you know? This must That's be his fine. form of protest. Yeah, whatever. He can keep protesting. He yeah. I wanted to watch episode two of the boys. I'm going to Walmart. <laughs> I got to go to Walmart, so I'm not tempted to watch episode two. All right, Rick. <laughs> All right. So I know that we we started we started this conversation very very briefly last week. DP and I have both seen the show all the way through. I have now rewatched episode one twice, um, just to make sure that it's still fresh in my mind, uh, so that we are ready to go and discuss it. But Dave, you were the one. You were one of the two. You and Rick were the two that had never seen the show before. So I'm actually going to hand this over to you to start the to start the review. What are your thoughts on episode one of the boys? Oh man, I. Uh... I loved episode one. I mean, it's, it's a fascinating concept. I think we told Rick, we were trying to sell him on it. The idea of privatizing uh, superheroes, but it's really, it's not so much privatizing as just that they've got their own agenda. And, and as to exactly who's pulling the strings and what they're really doing. I mean, yeah, there is some of this, we're doing work for the highest bidder, but you know, there's, there's actually, there's something else going on. There's something bigger going on. Even the people who you think are, are more in line with like superhero mystique that you're used to, uh, like who is it? Homelander. You think, OK, well, he's the Superman character. And then at the end of episode one, you realize, no, he's not. And you realize as you're going along that none of these guys, none of I mean, maybe don't know a lot, enough about the girls yet. They haven't touched on that in episode one. But the, uh, you know, whoever's this Aquaman ripoff, dude, um, the, deep. Uh, the, deep. the deep, the deep. Thank you. What that guy, yeah, what a douchebag. That guy's a, a, a perv and a half. And wh- what's the girl? Starlight? Starlight. Starlight. Uh, man, I, you know, they just, they touch on, and, and they're not afraid to push that button. And that's a sensitive button to push, you know, the whole quid pro quo sort of thing going on. And hey, you suck me off and there's a future in it for you. It's like, who is this, Monica Lewinsky or something like that? Uh, you know, there's a... Uh, there's that going on, which was which was surprising to say the least. And then there's there's uh, Starlight and um and Huey, who you know Huey's going through all sorts of shit. His uh his girlfriend gets run through by um what's what's the fast guy? I forget. A train. Yeah, A train runs through his girlfriend. And hold up, hold up, Dave. I love that you are doing your best Patrick O'Dowd impression running down this episode as I'm the one who always forgets the damn character names. I know. And, and you're like that one guy who did this and that. I'm like, glad that you can get back. Queen Matt, Queen Maeve is the other, uh, the other woman. Yes. That uh, is the wonder woman sort of character. Right. And we don't well. know too much about her yet. They haven't delved into that too much in episode one, but yeah, a train runs through Robin and, and her vertebrae goes splattering everywhere uh remorse not quite no remorse about that uh, but yeah it's cool because you get the feeling that huey and, and starlight are going to be a some sort of item they just randomly sit next to each other in a park and starlight's trying to process uh you know is this life really what she thought it was going to be and and reality sets in and it's uh it's great and at the end they crash a plane homelander crashes a plane and and off you go so lots of stuff going on in the first episode it's a uh, it's very different from, you know, there's nothing very tropey about it as far as superheroes. They take all that stuff, spin it on its head and say, here, go and digest this for a while, assholes. And uh, that's where you end up with with episode one. What did uh, what about you, babe? What do you think of this thing? Well, first and foremost, I would just like to say how disturbing it is that Simon Pegg is playing a father figure. 
just let that sink in for a moment. That's true. Um, yeah, that was weird. It, 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 I can't. It. Yes. Um, yeah, this was very... Um, it's an exciting show, and I like it very, very much. Um, I love the fact that Carl Urban's in it because the first time I, I think the first time I saw Carl Urban was in Star Trek, and um, forgot to mention him. Yeah, and um, I, I just love Carl Urban in anything. He's great. Um, so, but this the whole concept is is very upsetting because you think superheroes and all the they have they have morals and they're upstanding and they'll choose right over wrong and they'll make the these people this crew is effed (laughs) you can curse on here no one and and it's just in the worst ways they're so most of them so far are so callous and so selfish and so horrible i mean they're depraved they're awful and um it really is uncomfortable to sit and watch it because this is so not, this is not the schema. This is not how it's supposed to be. And so you have somebody like Huey coming in and, um, and Butcher coming in trying to draw people's awareness and, and Butcher's trying to explain to Huey, you know, we've got to expose this and we need to, you know, show people and, but really, people don't want to see. They want to turn the blind eye. Because Are you limiting this episode one? You didn't see episode two, did you? Yes, I have. Well, then don't talk about. I'm not that. talking about episode okay. two. I'm just checking. I'm talking about Huey and Butcher's street and the uh, conversation in the crosswalk. Yes. Okay. So anyway, um, it's very, very good um, and disturbing all at the same time. Well, like Patrick, you said, I think you were like, you know, this is more of a kind of a a. Um, you know, what would normal people do if they had superpowers and you get to see just, you know, not people who are created in the DC or Marvel universe with those morals injected into them. This is more like if, uh, if some of us, maybe not, maybe not, maybe not the three of us, but some people out there, if they suddenly woke up and had superpowers, uh, wouldn't do the right thing with it and would exploit the shit out of it. And that's what episode. Yeah. That's what episode one was really about. And let's just yeah. do a shout out to Elizabeth Shue for her yes. Madeline Stilwell role. Yes. Oh my gosh, she is cold as ice. I know. I, I, I was looking at, I'm watching this, like, is that Elizabeth Shue? And my wife's like, yep, that's her. And I'm like, yeah, she's great because, it, you know, she's like, at the especially at the end of episode one where it seems like she's given in to this guy who's obviously got some information on the group. And instead she's like, yeah, I'll pay you off. And then Homelander goes and, and crashes the plane. There's your payoff. Yeah, she's, she's got the she's got a team behind her that basically can get whatever she wants. I mean, yeah, it's just it's amazing that you know, yeah, you're kind of expecting the superhero movie, and it just immediately tells you that there it's this it's all about corruption and every every character we've met so far, at least you know they've kind of focused more on the men side of it for this you know portion of episode one mm-hmm. that they are not good people. They are. Terrible, terrible people who are falling into this corruption. Uh, yeah, the Deep's just a terrible person, and Homelander is obviously under the, you know, arm of the Elizabeth Shue character. And Translucent is hanging out in women's bathrooms. Yeah, oh, that guy. That nerve. <laughs> well, wait a minute. Yeah, is it a just... women's bathroom or is it a unisex bathroom? Because I got the impression it was a unisex bathroom, and he's still hanging out in the bathroom. That's true. Actually, it could be a unisex bathroom because that almost yeah, makes it uh, worse. Huey went I in there later too. I think he's watching everybody. 
Yeah, that could be the case. But yeah, just the the amazing level of corruption and and just horribleness that goes on with this team. And we mm-hmm. don't know we don't know where it's that part of it's going. We don't know what Butcher has, what his plan is, what he's trying to do exactly, because you just know he's trying to get back at these guys right. or so, for he's something. Shady. Or even who he is, really. But they don't know what, that. Yeah, what right. does he do? They say right. he's part of the FBI, but is he really? Because it didn't seem like he was, and Huey wasn't sure at the end. And, you know, well, at the, but still at the end, he admits that he's not. Like, he's like, yeah. I'm not exactly. Right. Well, okay. you know. And, you, you, and you two, you you all haven't even mentioned, you know, there's there's this drug. There's Compound V that does something to supers as well. And I imagine it's what's not, going on with that? that? I imagine it's not a wart remover like Compound and, W. And let's not forget that no. the Compound V is is right up with the A-Train and, and um, Pop Club. They've got it, whatever that is. They've they've got it. Right. So they are right in the middle of that. Here's here's what I'm going to say about this show as somebody who's watched all of them without a spoiler is that uh, the creators of the comic, the graphic novel that this is based off of, talked about when doing the show that everything that you see in the show, they basically in making the show took everything from the graphic novel and put it in the show. And you've just scratched the thumbnail of depravity without going too far. They said in an interview, there is only one thing that was depicted in the comics where Amazon was like, no, no, that's too far. So buckle your seatbelts because this is a, it is a ride and a half. And, you know, I'm glad you guys brought up Elizabeth Shue. It was one of those things uh, you want to talk about childhood crushes. Um, The babysitter. No, Karate Kid. What are you talking about? The Karate well, I, Kid. Well, the Karate Kid is good too, but I love the babysitter. No, that's that's fine. Um, Adventures in babysitting. I'm sorry. No, no, I, I got you. Um, now, just put it put in your head an eight year old Patrick O'Dowd. Is he going to choose <laughs> Adventures in Babysitting, or is he going to choose the Karate Kid as a film of choice to watch? Like, let's let's be realistic here. Okay, okay, okay. Um, there you go. And sweep I do the rug, have the Johnny, Sweep the rugs. Sweep the rugs. <laughs> Who's the babysitting? Put on okay. that the line. No, I don't know. I know that um, she has the babysitting blues at one point and sings mm-hmm. in the in, in a bar in Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I I have driven along the street and seen that building that they oh, film cool. out. Cool. But um, no, this this episode it, it is exactly what you said. It's everything that in my mind encompasses what I think real people would do if they had powers and then were put above all others as a pinnacle of every, like you are gods walking amongst people being worshiped and you are marketed it. And, you know, I think the, my favorite part of the whole episode of the first episode is that first board meeting that starlight walks into where they're all sitting there and they're not talking about crimes that they fought. They're griping over the amount of points that they're going to get off of their like residuals from a movie. And their merchandise, like that's what they give a shit about. Like, how much money am I going to make by being a marketed superhero? Yeah. That's awesome to me. That image, like they make it very clear when Starlight's debuted, that image is important. That they want to put this out there. Like, how are you trending? Like their ratings, they actually have ratings for the superhero. That's fascinating, and and I'm, it is something that I can totally buy 
would be a real thing for mm-hmm. us as a people. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a WWE boardroom meeting, actually, you know, in a lot of ways. It's like, how's my merch doing? How's my T-shirt selling? Uh, do you have my face plastered on for the next pay-per-view? I mean, back pre-pandemic, so is, of course. So is Vince the Deep, or, or is he Homeland? Uh, Vince is probably the similar the to the Deep, yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Uh. I mean, I think he's Elizabeth Shue, but whatever. Just because he's in control. That's true. Right? Like He's probably the she Deep runs the and, show. and Madeline Stillwell combined. There you go. Um, So... Yeah, episode. So at the end of this episode, though, we do have um, Billy Butcher and Huey walking away with one unconscious, as of right now, unconscious translucent. My my favorite line, by the way, is him making fun of translucent. Billy making fun of translucent's name and how what he thinks it means <laughs> isn't really what it means. Not oh, invisible, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and so. Dave, I'll, I'll turn it to you again. Have you only seen episode one so far? Have you been following the rules? I've been following the rules. I only I only so, watched episode one so far. So what what do you what are you looking for as we head into episode two? Because we world built a lot, like you know, as as all good series episode ones of series do, we world build a crap load of stuff. Where do uh, we go from here? I imagine there'll you'll get more of the backstory of Butcher as to who he is. I imagine they'll start doing uh, more with what's uh, what's the girl's name, Dan? Starlight. Not Starlight. Starlight. The other one, the Wonder Woman is oh, Wonder Woman. Queen Maeve. Oh, yeah. Queen Maeve. I, I imagine yeah. they're going to start developing her a little bit more because you got to see um, a lot of the other ones in in the first episode. I don't know if uh, maybe I imagine eventually along the way you get to see some of Homelander's motivations and what really makes him tick. And and I mean clearly Starlight is the the focal point. Starlight and Huey are the focal points of this thing. So I, you know, if they follow the, the typical trend from some of the other series we've watched, it'll, like you say, Patrick, this be more world building and who are they going to focus on next? And, and how are we going to develop that? So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that and seeing where, uh, where we go with episode two and just how, just how far the rabbit hole goes. Cause I'm sure it's going in a deep, dark place pretty fast. Yeah. yeah I, I want to say more, <laughs> but I'm not going to say more. Uh, I can't wait for I can't wait to to get your reactions on these. I I now know how Tony felt as we were watching uh, Lock and Key. Um, like I get it now. I totally get it. DP, what about you, man? How you feeling oh, yeah. right now? Oh, yeah? I love it. You know, you know, it's you kind of know what's coming next, and it's like, oh man, he can't wait to watch it. I can't wait to hear reactions of of where this goes and everything. So it's just yeah, it's fun. <laughs> yeah, I just want I just want to blurt out all these things and be like, but you haven't even seen. And then I have to be like, nope, nope, nope. Let him let him have it. Gave me a hard time when I spoiled like the first minute of the show two weeks ago. So you know, wouldn't want to do that. By the way, uh, before we move on to the next, welcome back. How does it feel? You finally missed a show. Like that was that was crazy. Yeah, I mean, I know I know why, and it wasn't a good thing. But you had a, you had quite the streak. I did 26 I, episodes, 27, 26, 27. I don't even know what, what number, what we're number you is keep this? Track of this. I don't know. <laughs> you need to tell us. This is 29. 29. Yeah. Next week is 30. 30. We have episodes. to not celebrate 30 or do another three and a half hour episode. No, no, we cannot so. do that. We can't oh, do that. Oh, oh. Anymore. Can, I, can I tell you that Mrs. O'Dowd 
likes to talk about that as if every episode we do is like four hours long now. <laughs> like we'll be talking about, we'll be talking about like how I podcast with like our friends. I'll be like, Oh, that's really interesting. And Mrs. O'Dowd will be like, yes, for the four hours he yells in the basement. Dun, dun, dun. I'm like, Jesus Christ. It happened once. Once. And it wasn't even four hours, three and a half, three hours and 40 right. minutes. Yeah. So everything is doubled. Everything is doubled. Just right remember. by the by the time we get to next year and we're telling this story, we will have been recording for a day and a half. So yeah, I, I look forward to that. But that'll that'll let's put a bow on uh, the boys episode one. We're going to move forward. All right. So I'm going to ask the question again. I sent you guys three trailers. Did we have a chance to watch them this time? I did. Dan's like oh, no. Gee. Although I will say, yeah. your one of your links actually linked to the tenant trailer. <laughs> really? <laughs> it did. Sweet. The the last one. Yeah, the one from last week. I think it was no, it was uh the the bears one or no oh, the, the old, old bear bears one bear or bears. maybe it was old guard went to the tenant trailer anyway, but it's all right all right well, we're still going to talk about these movies anyway and I and I'm hoping we can get music for this uh, for the trailer part sometime I, soon oh 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 Dan's got something music? it's a brief little thing but you know we can we Lay can use this at least at least this to start. That is I good. I sent you a suggestion, oh, yeah. Patrick. Yeah, I, I ignored it. Okay. <laughs> All right. I honest to God didn't see it. I, I either I didn't read it or whatever. But anyway, so even though the link was busted, Dave, I know you saw the old guard trailer um from the first time that I shared it. And so what we're gonna do, I think this will be fun. We're gonna sell DP on movies on trailer links. Uh so since he didn't watch any of them. Uh, so I'll start with this. The The basic premise of the old guard DP is that Charlize Theron plays what I assume is some sort of <laughs> some immortal badass <laughs> protecting some sort of secret with a, with a bunch of other ancient people who can't who don't seem to be able to die, who are also immortal badasses that are trying to keep their their secret society safe from nefarious folks. How would I do, Dave? Pretty good. I mean, yeah, there's there's a there's an immortality aspect. You can't kill them. I don't think they're vampires, but yeah, the trailer looked just awesome. I mean, I and, and it is based on a graphic novel, I think, right? Right. Trailer opens up with Charlize Theron and a bunch of other people kind of standing, sta- standing off against what look like aren't like riot level police officers or National Guard sort of folks, and they like the the police and the peacekeepers or whatever are like light them up. And they like just blast them with machine gun fire. All of them drop. And then like Charlize Theron opens her eyes with like the most annoyed face of like, this is how we're going to have to do this. And the the group proceeds to like all get up and start beating the crap out of them. Uh, there is a young person that's involved that also seems to be a member of this. I don't know if we could call it a race or a society or what, who doesn't seem to know who they are entirely. Uh, and is being taken under the wing of the Charlize Theron character. Yeah, it just looks looks like a fun little action romp. Looks really, really harmless. And, you know, I it's it's hard for me to wrap my brain around, you know, Charlize Theron being, well, just super hot all the time forever. I don't think she's aged since I saw her in The Devil's Advocate. <laughs> it's quite it's a while ago. Right? <laughs> So is this uh, so is this group or whatever is these people trying to like work their way into regular society and is that why the National Guard or they're fighting against them or trying to keep them out because they're different? Well, 
it seems like they're being hunted to be studied and, and either weaponized or cloned or something like that. There seems to be like evil scientist folks like or the government trying to get the like they seem to be on the run and trying to be inconspicuous. And it, and it and, also and not having a lot of success. And it also seems like there's a, like almost an Assassin's Creedish element to it that they've been involved in some integral moments in history. Sometimes mm-hmm. they're the good guys. Sometimes they're not the good guys. And it, like they somebody, I think in the trailer, somebody asked him that. And he says, "Depends on what century you're talking about." That sort of thing. So obviously they've been around for a long time and have been instrumental in world affairs in some respect or another for centuries. Apparently, it would be cool. I like it. So, so I think this is going to be a movie that's so good it skips the theaters and goes right to available on streaming. Uh, so I look forward to the Bandwagon Nerds review when it becomes streaming available. Thumbs up. Oh, yeah. This one I want to check out. All right. So this next one I'm going to own is completely something I feel like I'm going to have to try and sell the both of you on because I love this cartoon. It's on Cartoon Network. It's called We Bear Bears. And I don't know if either of you have ever watched the cartoon. But it's nope. genius. So it is the story of three bears that call themselves brothers, a grizzly bear, a panda bear, and a polar bear that all are sentient and able to talk to people and try to live life in a normal world. And what sold me on this show and this cartoon is the fact that the polar bear is voiced by Dimitri Martin. Now, do you know who Dimitri Martin is? He's a comedian. A comedian, yep. Very, very dry yeah. um, character. Or a he plays, uh, he's a character on uh, Flight of the Concords as well. Uh, right. if you watch that show on HBO. So the three bears are voiced by um, Eric Edelstein does the grizzly bear. Dimitri Martin does the polar bear. And Bobby Moynihan, who he's one of those people, if you look at his picture, you're like, oh, that guy. But like probably don't know unless you you know, like a really a super fan, but he does the voice of the panda bear and, you know, the grizzly bear uh, character. He's always kind of the one who's uh, trying to put them out there, trying to make friends or whatever. The panda bear is a little bit of a neurotic. And then there's ice bear voiced by Dimitri Martin, who is just, first of all, he doesn't call himself a polar bear. He calls himself ice bear and he refers to himself in the third person and he barely talks. And it's always like these one-liners. Like it would be like, Ice Bear Bear loves podcasting. And it would be something that would be relevant to whatever. And he's always the one, like, he's just like, he's the quiet, cool one that you know you really want to get into the mind of. Uh, And so the three of them basically try to navigate their, their way around in the real world and people interact with them, have conversations with them. There's a whole episode where they, um, uh, of the show on Cartoon Network where they invent a food truck and are, uh, are trying to run a food truck and are trying to like run against other food trucks in space. It's it's hard to really do the show justice without, you know, full other folks watching it. Um, but it's just so off the wall and creative. And I'm kind of excited that this is going to be a dis- direct to streaming movie because the minds behind this and the guys who do the writing are, are hilarious. Uh, and it looks like they're going to be on the hunt from some sort of uh, right from it's, it's all, it's a, uh, it's a metaphor for illegal immigration, uh, but they're trying to run away to Canada um, because of like, because of all the trouble they've caused in this town. Like 
the town tries to get them to run out and it's like a park ranger or a state police officer who's like trying to run them out of town. Uh, and they decide that the only place where they can be welcome as bears is Canada because Canada loves bears. And so they're like making their way to Canada uh, on the run to try and not be brought in and done whatever being brought to justice means. This is on um, HBO Max, isn't it? The car- episodes are now the on show? HBO Max. I mean, actually, I know yes. we're going to talk about HBO Max in a moment, but uh, I saw it there and I was like, this this is the thing that Patrick was talking about. The animation style looks a lot like Adventure Time. Uh, the yep. bears look very Adventure Time-ish. And uh, I mean, I, sure, I'm, I'm willing to give it a shot. Sure, I watched the trailer and it seemed interesting. I, I like how, uh, the I guess, the bear stacking is a big, big deal. That That's how thing. they get around. They never, they never walk individually. They always stack on top of each other as three, and they walk. That's how they walk. Like that's how they get everywhere. Nice. It, yeah, this is the thing I love about Cartoon Network, like original programming. By the way, just how off the wall all their shows are. Like, can you name one normal, quote unquote, like sensical oh, cartoon? No. I mean, if, if you ever spend any time watching Adventure Time, that's batshit crazy. The regular show's nuts. The Adventures of Gumball is is way the <laughs> way the fuck out there as well. I don't understand why my child loves that show. Like like when I watch it, I'm like, I get this. Why does he get it? Like why does he find it so funny? But he does. He loves the Adventures of Gumball. This all started because of Teen Titans Go. By the way, like Another that's great, what got there's in, a great got show. us hooked on Cartoon Network. Oh yeah, there's I'm I've loved cartoons, big fan. So I definitely would give this one a shot and. Yeah, Rick and Morty is another one I I've yeah. watched that just yep. completely off the Adult wall. Yep. Love Love Bob's Burgers is just my favorite right now. If you're not watching that, and I know they're coming out with a movie too. Uh, you know, main characters voiced by H. John Benjamin. If you if you love Archer as well, you know those are those are good. I have a confession. I've never seen an episode of Archer. Me <sighs> either. Oh, you you have uh, uh, you have company, Patrick. We can't be friends anymore. <sighs> I gotta go. Wait, we were friends? <laughs> Shit, I gotta get that back. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I, honestly, it's one of those shows that I've I've take I've been interested in catching. It's it's I just never caught it. Like you know how like there's shows like everybody talks about and like four seasons yep. in. Like breaking and, like breaking bad for me. That's like why the hell haven't yeah. I watched I've seen like a couple the episodes. Good place. Yeah. For me it was the good place. Like everybody talked about the good place. And I was like, what are you yeah. talking about? Parks and Rec, too. Like, I I, watched, I didn't start watching Parks and Rec until, like, season four um, or four or five, like, right towards the end when she was, like, when they were, like, running for Congress and stuff. And so Netflix caught me up, but it took a long time. The same thing with The Good Place. Like, thank God for Netflix caught me up on The Good Place right away. I came around. I will find Archer. Um, is that FX? Is Archer it's FX. FX. Yeah. So it's on that's, Hulu. That's easily you have Hulu or... Yeah. Or yeah, wherever it's it's fantastic. I noted. All right, so this last trailer that I put out there, I also am gonna. This one was purely selfish. And by the way, you two, if you ever want to get selfish and put a movie trailer out there that you want us to see, which I think um, you put out um, Tenant, yep. Dave. I think that was you were the one who was like, "Let's do Tenant." Yeah. Um, so credit where credit's due. Which I know but, Dan's excited about. I did listen to that part in post production. Uh, he was week. very enthusiastic. It worked out. Yeah, it worked out nice. Got to got to watch a trailer on the break and come back. It was man, that was awesome. So I haven't made you guys talk about this yet, but at some point we're going to do a show where we talk about Bruce Lee and Bruce Lee films. Yes. I 
What, what was that? What was that in the background? Yes. She likes Bruce oh, okay. Lee. I, I, I wasn't sure if that was a yes or a yuck. And if it was a yuck, we were going to have words. I love Bruce Lee. Uh, so ESPN is doing a, a 30 for 30 documentary on Bruce Lee and the life of Bruce Lee. And as someone who has, you know, it's not hard to watch every movie that Bruce Lee was in because he was only in like five. But his legacy and his influence on action films and specifically martial arts films is still being felt today. Like there's a show I can't even I'm going to forget the name of it that is based on his notes for a show that he wanted to do that takes place in San Francisco. That was about the plight of the Chinese um, in um, in um, against the Irish during the and maybe it's not San Francisco, but it's like in California in the era of building the railroads and Bruce Lee uh, and the formation of like the Chinese mafia against Irish mobs. Like it's really great, fun action stuff. Like, and it's really much an action vehicle. I'll have to find the title. It's an awesome show. Love it. And mostly for the action set pieces, but the life of Bruce Lee, if you have not done the the research or, or read any biographies on this man, take the time to watch it or read it and take the time to watch this documentary because this man's life is one of the most fascinating and complicated lives I've read out, out of anybody that's ever come out of Hollywood. A man who was trained briefly by one of the most famous Kung Fu masters of all time in China before looking to make his own way due to his own impatience with the teaching to wanting to break through as a film star, finding himself caught between two worlds where he couldn't get cast in the United States, had to make himself famous in China before the United States would take notice. And then straddling a line where he felt betrayed, where the people of China felt betrayed by him while at the same time, not feeling like a part of the United States and not feeling accepted, even though he was living there. And he was just such a complicated person. And the, the tragic way, you know, he died in such a, like his, the, the story of his last 20, 48 hours is, is crazy to, to go through and read and read how he died and the cover up that was attempted to, to be done to protect the fact that he had a mistress and where that role went. And, um, you know, people arguing over whether he was really died. And then the number of, knockoff movies that ripped off his name because of the influence and the money that it would bring in just a fascinating human being. And I love, I love documentary filmmaking. I love biographies. Uh, and I cannot wait for this to, to drop, whether that's on ESPN or I think maybe it's showing up on Netflix. I'm not sure which. He had a, a great line in there where the interviewers asking him in the trailer, do you identify yourself as Chinese or North American? And, you know, very, you know, what he says is a very good message for a lot of these people who are out there doing some stupid shit right now, like we discussed at the beginning of the uh, episode, where he says, I identify myself as a human being. It's like, yeah, that's the right response. You know, that's the sort of thing. But he was he was such a talent. I mean, and, and you know, to die at 32 under weird circumstances, uh, I, I mean, he was. What was the movie we saw? Oh, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, where there's a Bruce yep. Lee part in there where Brad Pitt and him get in a fight. And I'm just like, dude, he would have mopped the floor with you, Brad. But 
this is good for the movie. That's fine. That sort of thing. But he was, right. uh, I ever seen some of the stuff on YouTube where he actually like fights for real. I mean, they're not like street fights, but like sparring and stuff. He just beats the shit out of people. Cause it's not even close. Well, it, that's the thing is, he did street fight for real. Like that's, what's crazy is if you read his life and growing up, he really did that shit. Like it was amazing to, to like his life. Seriously read a biography on the guy. Like there's a, I gotta, I'll find it. There's a terrific biography about his life that is very well chronicled and documented. It's so good. What are love the, him so what are the things I really like, Patrick, you've seen Kentucky fried movie, right? I, oh, yeah, I own, I own Kentucky fried movie. <laughs> the, uh, Unfortunately, so do we, but the, uh, the parody on the, on enter the draft. Yeah, exactly. Patrick. Thank you. I'm with Patrick on this one. You yeah. don't appreciate Kathleen, that. You, you Catholic adolescent teenage boys. <laughs> no, the and parody. You know, if you don't, Here's the thing is if you don't have the Kentucky Fried movie, you don't get Airplane. That's right. Simple as that. I True. love Airplane. Then you have to then love Kentucky Fried movie. you need to love the Kentucky movie. Fried yeah, movie. They're the same movie. No, they're not. It's just one's a movie and one's a bunch of mini movies. But, the Enter, but oh. the Enter the Dragon parody on Kentucky Fried movie, which is <laughs> straight up, you know, what was that? We need total concentration. Do it again, but this time <laughs> with feeling, you know? <laughs> Right. The stuff that he does is so great. Uh, but uh, that's got to go up on the list for movies to watch, dude. You haven't seen Kentucky Fried Movie? <laughs> no, I have. That's oh. that's got to go up on our on our top four. Oh, our let's list, put like, that on a poll. Yes, let's <laughs> put that on a. We got we got Zack Snyder this week, and then, yeah, I think I think we could. Well, here's the thing: is I think we could do like a good um, a poll of like classic slapsticks. Dude, like the who was uh, who was Why don't you Zuc- do a poll of adolescent boy movies? Oh, stop! What about the Zucker Brothers? Isn't that who did that? I mean, you could do Airplane, Kentucky Fried Movie. I don't know what else they did. They did something. Airplane else. Two. Airplane. Well, okay, yeah, Airplane yeah. Two. <laughs> well, but here's what you could do, because um, I have no qualms about watching movies with this guy in it. If we were to take, say, four pillars of that genre, say you do Airplane, say you do The Naked Gun. Say you do um, a Mel Brooks film, like pick one. Um, heck, it could only it could only just be a poll of three, like any of those. Good lord, like whether it be Spaceballs or Young Frankenstein's my all time favorite Mel Brooks Blazing, movie. Blazing Saddles, Blazing Saddles, <laughs> Robin Hood Minute Tides, yeah. History of the World Part One. Yeah. Oh, we could do a whole Mel Brooks the four way. We could do we could four do Mel a Mel Brooks poll. We we may have to do that. We may have to try and decide what our iconic Mel Brooks movie is to do the three. But then, yeah, we could Mel Brooks up to about Robin Hood Men in Tights. That's kind of where it ends for me. And discuss why Not, you couldn't make a movie like Blazing Saddles today. You know, just well, no. I think I know why. <laughs> See, you say that, but we got Tropic Thunder. That's true. Yeah, you know, we and that Robbie Tony Jr. Yeah, we sure did. <laughs> right. We did. That's a so. Thing. I'm just a dude trying to act like a dude pretending to be another dude. What dude are you? I don't break character till the DVD comes out. <laughs> so anyway, God damn, you went full re- you went full retard there. Never go full retard. So yeah, so back to where what started this whole thing, Bruce Lee. Um, someday we are going to we're going to do a, a deep dive on at the very least Enter the Dragon, but because. Uh, the, the influence that he has even today. And one of my favorite uses of the Netflix subscription that I have right now for streaming is the amount of whether it's Jackie Chan, whether it's um, oh, like the Ong Bak movies. I don't know if you've ever seen any of those. 
Um, do yourself a favor and check out on Bach. It's terrific. But, um, his influence in choreography for fighting, um, and action sequences lives on in just about everything you watch. It's, it's amazing. It's terrific. And so I can't say enough about the idea. The name of the documentary that is coming is called be water, um, which is a very famous, um, statement of his in terms of like stillness of mind and the ability to be adaptable, um, like water, to be able to move and change as water moves and changes around its surroundings. It's terrific. Love it. All right. So that's going to do it for our visit to the trailer park. We're going to take a little break here. Um, before we jump into talking about HBO max to pay the bills, uh, listen to a little bit of uh, chairshot.com. So you are listening to bandwagon nerds on the chairshot.com part of the chairshot radio. When we come back a little bit of HBO max, the chairshot.com always use your head. Why should you visit the chairshot.com? Chairshot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out. Thechairshot.com. All right. Welcome back, fellow basement dwellers. Thank you for listening to our commercials. Get over to chairshot.com. Check out all our other awesome podcasts that are laying on there. We're going to lay, we're going to talk about a few of them when we do our exit. Um, but let's get into the big topic of this week's show. And I'm just so excited that a streaming service drops and I'm able to ask around the room and be like, Hey, did everybody get this on launch? And everybody got this on launch, and that's HBO Max. And so let's hear it for for that. Go, kudos to you guys. I'm raising my glass to all of you. DP, where's the uh, applause? Our sound man. Oh, you need, you need some applause. You need I don't some know applause, applause, man, or, or some tambourines. Oh. There you go. <laughs> Thanks, DP. So I'm going to hand it around. To you. I'm going to hand it around to you guys for your for your initial thoughts. The only thing I'm going to say right now is, um, even though it's a work in progress, I'm already really excited that I was able to add this service uh, to to the streaming services that I have in my hands. I I really like it. Um, so to you two, just initial thoughts on HBO Max and what you've been able to see so far. A plethora of content. Uh, just scrolling through all of it, you know, just trying to find things, you know, movies that I originally, you know, rented before are now, you know, there that I can watch, which is pretty awesome. I saw that, the, I know we talked about it, that the new Looney Tunes stuff is going to be there. I saw that and that immediately went on my list to start watching because I love the Looney Tunes. And, you know, some of this other stuff, like, uh, you know, I know all the like Harry Potters and the, you know, Fantastic Beasts ones, which were on there before that, you know, I didn't get to see, you know, we went to see them in the theaters, but then, you know, you, some of these you just can't find anywhere other than, you know, if they come out on a streaming service, you know, so it's awesome to see them on HBO. You know, you still got all those, the great, 
you know, series that are out there. I'm loving, you know, the Watchmen still on there. You can go back and watch all the Game of Thrones stuff. I think I mentioned last week we've been watching His Dark Materials, which was is an HBO show that was on here. That's just was awesome. Just just finished season one. That's all that's out there right now. But it's it's fantastic. It's just it's cool to see all these you know, additional things that we can go find and go watch, especially right now, it's just the perfect time for it to be released because it gives us all this new content to go and explore. Yeah. I think the word I would use to describe HBO max is eclectic, you know, breaking out the big words for the nerds out there. You know, there's a lot of everything on there. And like, what if we watched the first night we were on there? Like I was like, Oh shit, American pies on here. I haven't seen that in years. We all sat down and watched it and had a good laugh. That sort of thing. As Patrick points out, Xanadu, there's a, a rare find, a, a hidden gem in HBO Max that Patrick is very excited about. Olivia Newton-John for the win. You know, how do you really go wrong there? There's um, a lot of good cartoon stuff like Looney Tunes. I watched that. Uh, I think I told you, Patrick, I watched Super Rabbit, which is from 1940 fucking three during World War Two. There's definitely some war propaganda going on in that sort of thing. But that was hilarious. Uh, there's um. Yeah, there's so much like I showed my son, like we went to the anime section and he was like, you know, and he's, he's a big anime fan. I don't know anything about it. He was like, that's really excellent. That's really good. So the anime stuff is apparently excellent as well. Um, and then you've got the whole DC hub, which is going to be very interesting with what they're going to do with that and how much of that is going to cross over with what they're doing on the CW or whether they're going to migrate everything over to HBO max or some thing in between. So it's it, there's a lot of stuff going on on HBO Max, but like you said, Dan, all the Game of Thrones series are on there. Um, all you know, the Watchmen thing is on there. There's there's just a lot of stuff to uh, to watch on there. It was pretty well fleshed out, and I know they're going to bring more stuff on. Not to mention Zack Snyder's Justice League coming next year. And Patrick just you know put a gun in his mouth and. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, David. Nothing. I, not, not an idea. So you guys already started hitting on it, uh, just sort of things you love. Uh, my initial reaction and, and what I what I love, honestly, out of all the things that are available, the Turner Classic Movies Hub. You mentioned Xanadu. Xanadu is the first movie I watched on HBO Max. Like you all, you all watched American Pie. I was like Xanadu and play. And was like, you know, at, at something that comes, I, I have direct TV, so it came as, and we subscribed to HBO. So that allowed us to add HBO max and no extra cost. Very exciting. But the first night that we got it, I was just going through what was available on the Turner classic movie hub. And let's just get it out of the way. Not everything on that hub is a classic movie. By any stretch to the imagination, right? A little Xanadu, too, much, too much Charlie Chaplin, you know, <laughs> that sort of thing. Shame on you, sir. Oh, sorry. Uh, but Little Shop of Horrors is on there, so that's awesome. That's both right. versions. Both versions, the original and the the uh, Rick Moranis version. Yeah. But there, there are a lot of movies that are on there that you're just like, oh, that's nice. Like movies that made our list. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles in the Turner Classic Movies Hub. Um Kurosawa films, which for me, again, if you love Star Wars, you need to watch Kurosawa films. Heavily influenced Star Wars. Um, whether it's The Seven Samurai, 
which also was the influence for the movie The Magnificent Seven. Uh, there's just so much that's good, uh, good film in there. Uh, who's who of some of the some of the all time great movies? Are, you know what is it? Gone with the Wind was in there. Casablanca was in there. Uh, ben the Hur. Singing in the Rain was in there. Yep. Um, a couple, uh, an American in Paris. You know, talking about Gene Kelly. Uh, American in Paris was in there. Uh, some great movies from the the 80s and early 90s. Uh, Gremlins though is in there too. Like I was, and here's the thing: is I saw Gremlins, I was like, yes, because Gremlins is like the last. I, okay, so I love Christmas movies. I love the holidays, uh, and there are movies like that I only watch at Christmas time. Like and I either. I Die Hard is not a Christmas movie, <laughs> and, and we can have that fight on the Christmas on the holiday edition of Bandwagon Nerds this year. We're going to talk about Die Hard, I guess. I sense but, a Christmas project coming. Oh boy, oh that is going to happen. But um, no, so but Gremlins is like the this like elusive movie that I always like would have trouble tracking down because I don't own it, and it wasn't always available streaming, and it was always one of those like I love my library card. Uh, I use my library, local library, a ton. So I would end up having to like try to wait in line to check it out at the library because everybody checks out really popular movies. So like Gremlins is always gone. So you'd be on the waiting list and be like, you're number 487 on two copies of Gremlins. It's like, motherfucker. So I get it by like the following Christmas. Uh, and, and so that that alone, in my opinion, is the value of HBO Max. Then you look at the series as you guys dropped a couple of series. I've never seen The Wire. I've heard nothing but good things about The Wire. I want to watch The Wire. It is it was the first it's the only series I've put on on my uh, on my queue so far. And then you and then you talked about the anime hubs. Do you remember uh, when we were going through I think it was when um I think it was when Kenny Killer was on the show. We were talking about um studio ghibli and how studio ghibli was on the netflix uk system and we were like i wonder why it's not on american netflix now we know why it's because the damn studio is on hbo max and so if you want howl's moving castle princess mononoke um oh gosh um guys kiki's delivery service like all these different movies they're all there all of these ponyo great 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 movies that are on there. Great movies that you can watch with children that are on there. Crunchyroll uh, is, is an anime studio. Has Full Metal Alchemist there. Terrific series. Awesome worth watching. Um, the Looney Tunes Hub, like you mentioned. Cartoon Network and Adult Swim. Both on there as channels. It's just great. And then you get the movies that are currently airing on HBO. And those movies cycle out like there's already like when you open up it, open it up, there's like a, a a header that's like watch it before it's gone. And they have movies that are going to be leaving the service for whatever reason so that you can catch those before they go away. That's awesome. So for me, very, very positive, very, very positive about this system so far. Yeah. And if you know, <clears throat> if you're, you know subscribe to streaming televisions or whatever, you know, this in the most part, like you mentioned, you know, Cartoon Network, Adult Swim, it seems like some of these series are coming to here 
where you don't need to watch them on these streaming television networks where like for me, really the only reason I have YouTube TV right now is to watch the USA network and watch wrestling. I mean, that's it. <laughs> so, otherwise I'm just watching reruns of crap. It's like, why, why do I bother having this? You know, I can go on, I can get HBO max. Well, I mean, I have it, but like you can go on and get HBO max and see all these great shows. And now starting to see other television shows that aren't just, you know, stuff HBO owned or whatever, you know, and get something like this and be satisfied. You know, you can throw on, like I said, you throw on the wire, just throw on whatever adult swim show or cartoon or whatever that you want to watch and just kind of plug through a series. And why watch reruns when you can watch something like this and see something new? Or if you do want to watch a rerun, it's here and it's there for you whenever you want to watch it. It's just, it's a, it's a great option. And like you said, it's, there's just, a ridiculous amount of content and movies that are there and it can take the place of something like that come on dan we know you're watching cobra kai on youtube tv well i mean that is a good good series, circumstance you know it came it happened to cut i mean i had the playstation view but of course they canceled because you know it was too good so <laughs> we got rid of it so i had to go with youtube tv it's just yeah and it happenstance it works out nice to watch cobra kai because that was fun good show yeah. Um, um. Okay. So as great as this this is, I do think there are some flaws. Uh and and so again, I'm gonna turn it over to you guys first before I probably get on a soapbox that's gonna be a little too tall. What don't we love out of what we've seen so far out of out of HBO Max? Because I do think there are some flaws. I mean, I don't really see too many yet. It just I mean, there's no rhyme or reason to the uh <laughs> to the flow of the uh the page, you know, it kind of is, is all over the place, that sort of thing. But, uh, I, I didn't see anything, you know, that, that jumped out and slapped me in the face and said, Hey, this is missing. You know, like, I mean, you could say the same thing, like Disney plus is missing some Marvel stuff, some star Wars stuff because of rights issues and that sort of thing. But I, I didn't notice too many of that on HBO max so far. Did you Dan? No, I guess the only, uh, the only thing I could think of at this point is, you know, you mentioned, you know, the movies that are on HBO right now that are going to be leaving soon type of things, because that's just standard HBO. And I think it's going to be, you know, standard streaming type service stuff where you get the contract for so long, you know, and then after, you know, an HBO, it's usually there for a month and then it moves on to Showtime or Epics or wherever. So I, I imagine a lot of movies like that are going to kind of cycle through. Um, so I'm, I'm curious in a, in a month's time or in a, in a little bit of time when, these contracts expire, what's going to fall off of here and what's going to be added on is this kind of what I'm looking forward to or looking to see what's going to happen next. Okay. So I'm going to preface this with, I love this service. This is the minorest of complaints. So as I talk about this for a really long time, Dave, go easy on me. Um, So we're going to get into the minutia of nitpicking here, folks. Well, Grab a cold I, I, beverage. A little, sit back. I do think that I do think this is absolutely. I think it is a, a nitpicky thing, and I'm just going to be interested to see where it goes. Uh, you mentioned the the word eclectic, Dave, when you talked about this, um, and kind of talked about how it doesn't feel like there's a lot of like rhyme or reason to some of it. Some of it. It is clear to me that this is something that's still being built. And it's still very much kind of a work in progress, if you know what I mean. Well, I can just sort of how the 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 site itself is set up, the page itself is set up, um, and, and kind of and kind of just 
navigating it is a little challenging. And I'll give an example. They'll they'll have the list of like HBO series, right? Uh, and they have this nice little like scrolling menu or whatever. But then you'll go to like it's A to Z, and it's A to Z will really only be like the scrolling menu. But yet there are other series that are allegedly out there that you can find, but you got to know to like search for it. And so it's a little clunky. The other thing that, and I don't know if this is a contractual thing or if this is a real, um, if it's a withholding thing and they're releasing stuff over time. Uh, but it was a complaint I also had with the WWE Network when it when it launched, is that some of the hubs present like series or shows, but it's incomplete. Uh, like it doesn't have the entire series or show. And Looney Tunes is a good example for that. So they have old Looney Tunes and they have all these various seasons on there. Uh, I don't know if I've talked about it on this show, but my all-time favorite Bugs Bunny cartoon ever is titled What's Opera Doc? It's the famous Kill the Rabbit um, opera with him and Elmer Fudd. It's not on there. The Barber of Seville. I looked that one up. That one wasn't on there either. I tried to find that one. I know, Dan. I was desperately looking for that. I guess I missed that. I didn't pay attention to that. Ah. Well, and I I don't think you would if you weren't looking for it. You know what I mean? Like, if it wasn't something where you're like, oh, I really want to watch this. Because the the second thing that ended up being watched on HBO Max was uh, Friday night when the little O'Dowd and I do our late night movie sleepover thing. We were killing time a little bit. And he started watching the old Looney Tunes and he started searching and just like finding different ones. I was like, Oh, I really want to show you. And it wasn't there. And I was like, damn. Uh, One of my other favorite ones though, is the one where Bugs Bunny goes to Transylvania and um, runs into the vampire. And they have abracadabra, abracadabra, focus, cadabra, Newport news. And and I mean, poof, I'm a vampire. Poof. I'm an umpire. (laughs) And the little, and the little O'Dowd was walking around today being like abracadabra Africa, walla walla washington except he called it wally wally washington because <laughs> you know that's eight-year-olds um and so this is totally a quibble it's totally like a minutiae of the service i am interested to see if things get added like in cartoon network i didn't see teen titans go uh and i didn't see it in the dc hub either and I wonder what the balance is between what's in you. You mentioned the balance between like CW. There's also the DC streaming service as well, because the first thing I looked for in the DC hub was Batman, the animated series from the nineties, the original Batman, the animated series, because that was dope. Like I loved that and that, that cartoon when it came out on Fox a bajillion years ago after the second Batman movie, um, Batman Returns. It's a like he kicked off a legacy of Batman animation, um, and that was what was like, was really interesting because there's like some DC animations on there, but not all. There is like a whole Batman hub, like the original Batman's, like the Tim Burton Batman's and the um, Jerry Bruckheimer or whoever. No, it's not Jerry Bruckheimer. It's um, Joel Schuster, not Joel. Joel Schumacher. Schumacher. Joel Schumacher, who did the nipple Batman's. Um, <laughs> those are on. Yeah. Like those are on there, but the Nolan Batman's I don't think I saw. Uh, and so you bailing, babe. Thanks for filling in for Rick. You know he's still stuck at Walmart, isn't he? <laughs> She's like, I'm out of here. But it, but it's like a who knows what's 
who knows what they're actually going to get and what they can have. And it just, there is somewhat of a feeling of incompletion to the service. Uh, and I, I'm, I think it's a little tough to be on it four days after it launched, but at the, at the same time, like you're like, Oh, a DC hub. And it feels incomplete. Ooh, a cartoon network hub. It's kind of there. Um, I got to get into the adult swim hub because I want to watch the star Wars adult, um, uh, robot chicken specials, which if you haven't oh. watched those, yeah, see, yeah, they're fantastic. God, those are great. Oh my God, he's crying, you guys. He's crying. Wait, wait, wait. hold on, hold on. Dan, wipe that tear away from yourself. It smells of, I don't know, burnt leathery bacon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's gonna start crying about Patamabe or whatever. <laughs> that fucking light bright right. <laughs> machine you got in your on your chest there. Oh my God. <laughs> Speaking of things, you got to go back and watch now. It's like, yeah, there you go. Because I've never, I've never seen there's that there's a half hour long DC special they did that I never saw, that uh, I always wanted to. Because contrary to popular belief, I do appreciate DC. Yeah, and there's sure, a bunch on there. I know sure I saw the do. Batman. I saw a few of the Batman cartoon ones. I'd love to go back and watch, but mm-hmm. yeah, again, I, I didn't. I guess I didn't dig far enough into it to see that it was kind of incomplete or, you know, that there's stuff still missing in there. Was Was Mask of the Phantasm on there? That's one I, I got to see. That I, one. Mask of the Phantasm was one of my favorite animated uh, Batman movies. Yeah, there is some of the some one. of the DC animated features are on there. I don't. I know like um, I I mean I remember seeing Killing Joke's definitely on there. Uh, Dark Knight is, is on there. Um, I don't yep. know if uh, like Gotham City Stories or stuff like that. I don't know if everything's on there, but. But yeah, the, 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 Max of the Phantasm is not on there. Boo! I mean, the DC Hub is going to be one of the more interesting things because of the, because yeah, you're there's three different streaming services dealing with DC right now. You got HBO Max, you got the CW, and then you've got uh, the DC streaming service. So how do they, you know, do they bring right. these all under one roof or something like that? Well, and that's why I think it was it was really I thought it was really a nice comparison, and I can't remember if it was you or DP that brought it up. Disney Plus, um, Disney Plus, it, it was Dave. Disney Plus is going out of its way to get all of Star Wars under its umbrella. It's going out of its way to make Marvel only available via streaming on their services, and are just patiently waiting for contracts to run out. You know, they're waiting on Infinity War, Ant Man and the Wasp, and I think that might be it, um, other than the Spider Mans. Um, far from home and homecoming and i don't know that any streaming service has those two yeah i'm not sure i think netflix has homecoming but nah, i haven't it, seen far from home anywhere they, and they also have been to the spider-verse that one yes. i know they have too so disney plus i think has do, did a better job at launch um i also think they had more leverage at launch like i think that's the other thing that i found interesting about hbo max that i don't love is it really does feel like they were like what properties can we get our hands on? I'm looking at you, NBC, with Friends and Will and the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Like those are the two. Like that's what they got. And and one thing Disney Plus really had going for it was they had the Mandalorian ready to launch. And HBO right. Max doesn't have an original series as an anchor at, at uh, launch. As an anchor, they do have an original series that's available there. It's uh, some Anna Kendrick vehicle, though. Mm. It's not one that's going to speak to the three of us. No. Maybe, maybe the Mrs. Ungar. I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe, but because it's definitely like a rom-com TV show. Because right. you know, it's Anna Kendra. It's and like an America's Sweetheart. And clearly, yeah. 
Love Life. Zack Snyder. Only three episodes. Yeah. <laughs> only premiered three episodes. Because maybe they're rolling it out over time. We don't know. Right. You know. But, I, but that's I mean, standard. That's that's almost HBO standard too. Right? right. Sorry. Sorry, Dave. No, that's fine. I mean, I, I'm just thinking. I think HBO Max's big thing that they're dangling out there right now is the Zack Snyder's Justice League thing to say this is the only place you're going to be able to see it now you know whether you think Zack Snyder's trash or not there's going to be some level of I mean, curiosity <laughs> there's going to be some level of he curiosity is. to this thing Zack Snyder's trash <laughs> we we understand <laughs> your opinions are duly noted Patrick. trash is Zack Snyder <laughs> works both ways uh continue actually that's you know, the- I, this feels like a good time. All right, Dave, you've held off all show. Give it. We talked last week our thoughts and feelings about the Snyder Cut, and I'm I don't I think you listened back to the episode, so you've heard our statements on the matter. Some of them. I then I tuned I out did, the rest. I did do a once around with the group uh, in your absence and said, "Zack Snyder's Justice League, good movie, yes or no?" And I, and I said no. Dan said no. Rick reluctantly said no because I ran down Zack Snyder. Yeah, because you buried Zack Snyder. So he's like, there's no way this movie is going to be worth this shit. Because it's not, but that's okay. I I disagree. And it has little to do with Zack Snyder because I don't I don't think Zack Snyder's Justice League is going to be solely Zack Snyder's Justice League. I think there's a lot of stuff that they're going to bring into under the umbrella, the moniker of Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yes. There's things they're going to do with that, but I think they want to use that. The WB Warner Brothers wants to integrate other aspects of this thing. They they may they may want to inject things into this movie that will spin off into series that they can get on HBO Max. If they're going to invest thirty to fifty million dollars, there's stuff that they're going to do with this thing, and you know, Dark Side's going to be in this thing. Um, now I think this week they came out and said Henry Cavill is back in a Superman for several other, who knows what they're going to do. So the rumors of his demise were, uh, were greatly exaggerated. Um, if they're going to actually turn this into a four to five to six hour, whatever they're going to do with this. And they're going to actually try and develop backstory on the flash and cyborg. If they're going to introduce green lantern or the green lantern core, if they're going to introduce Martian manhunter, which is heavily rumored to be in the Zack Snyder edition. Um, I, I really don't think this is going to be the same, justice league movie remotely close to what you saw in the theaters i think they're gonna if they're gonna wrap this around dark side that immediately makes the movie more um more more um you know more credible because dark side should be the main villain in this thing uh zach snyder's version of steppenwolf was very different from what we got with joss whedon's amalgamation of this thing if you look at the end of bvs the extra credit scenes or the post-credit scenes where steppenwolf is coming out of the kryptonian regeneration matrix or something that looked quite a bit different than what we got in justice league so yeah i mean i i can see why people would say well this is just going to be two extra hours of shit and it may be but i have you know patrick thinks that way i'm optimistic about this i think that they they've got some room to uh do some things with it this could be the launching point that they start to integrate some of these other dc shows that you know that they want to have something to combat whatever Marvel's going to do on DC or on Disney Plus, which is all, you know, the uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. You know, you got WandaVision coming up. You got uh, whatever the third one is. I'm drawing a blank right now. 
Oh, Loki, you know, that sort of thing. So I'm sure they want to get their own thing in there. They're probably going to use Zack Snyder's Justice League as a, as, as a means to an end. But I would be really surprised if this is just going to be an end. All right. <laughs> I would be surprised if this is really just two extra hours of, of nothing that adds, you know, adds nothing to the Justice League for folklore. I don't think this is going to be the same movie. I don't think it ends the same. Well, You're going to get the black suit Superman. I think they bring him back to life much differently than what we got the first time. Uh, I, I really think this is going to be a very different movie. Well, I think we agree that it's going to be different. But is it going to be good? I don't know. There it is. I don't know, but I have I have more hope just because of the stuff that I've heard is in there. And, and maybe it's just an absolute clusterfuck with so much stuff going on. And, and they're going to bring in all this, all these different elements and none of it will flow together. Well, maybe. But I, you know, if they're if there's if they're going to show a four hour movie, it'd be a problem. But if they're going to space this out over four to six episodes, I think in a streaming environment with one hour bites of things, they've got more, um, they got more latitude. They got more leeway to come up with something. I'm, I'm cautiously hopeful guys. That's what I'm saying. I understand there's going to be issues with it, but I I, I think that they, that HBO max recognizes this is their big draw and they're going to put everything that they've got behind it to try and make it the best thing possible. We'll see. So I think the operative word here, honestly, Dave, and this isn't me making fun at this point, is the word hope. Yes. Um, it's this, this, and that's really the big difference for me. And this is what, what speaks volumes about Zack Snyder to me personally as a director and why I don't like him. Um, because one, I don't think he's a good director. But I n- did not gather that from you, Patrick, that you don't like him don't, as a director. It's true. I know it's hard to believe. Because I speak so highly of him all the time um, in his film work. But when, you, when you're when you sitting there looking at a film that's coming out that's a remake of a bad film and being like, I hope this is better. And it's not coming from a place where you... Again, the cachet is just not there. And, and so I, I said this before. I have tons of biases going into watching this. I want it to be good. I don't have faith that it'll be good. But like I hope it'll be good. But you're gonna but give I it. A, you're gonna give it a chance, though, right? Well, we have to because we have to talk about it on the show. Like, <laughs> what kind of a nerd would I be? Aren't, aren't, okay, let me let me put it. This, and review this, this show not the show. The show notwithstanding, aren't you a little bit curious to see what they do with it? Not particularly. Like honestly, I'm not because I don't I don't have faith in the franchise, and I and here's the thing. Honestly, I'm gonna go. I'll, I'll even go this separate. I've been hurt before. Like I've been excited so many times, so many different franchises that have let me down that it's hard to rebuild it up. And so I've, I've had excitement. I was so interested in Superman returns. I like, I remember the trailer gave me chills and I, and I can even tell you, and it was because, you know, they, it was a masterful use of John Williams's score um in the backdrop of that film but i remember going back to that movie i remember watching it and i watched it, i remember frank langella as perry white dropping one of the worst lines ever and i was like man i got duped which one was it um the one where he's like find out if he's about truth and justice and all that other stuff it's just really bad just a bad line uh um, that, that movie got plagued by some very large plot holes 
I, I know people have yeah, shit I mean, on Brandon Routh, but I never had a problem with him. I thought he did fine. Yeah, Brandon Routh wasn't particularly terrible. The movie was terrible. Um, and, and I remember, you know, we've talked, I don't know how many times we've talked about like the Phantom Menace uh, <laughs> and the anticipation for that. Phantom of the Sith? Uh, he, Wait, what? Phantom of the <laughs> Sith. Um, ter- you know, excited for that movie. Terrible. The, the second go around with Star Wars, like The Force Awakens, very, very excited. Walk and, and then just walked out of a movie that I thought was terrible. And I know you disagree with me on, on that movie not being good or, or being good. It's fine. Uh, stuck with it through all three movies. Got rehyped after what I felt was a much better second film. And then got more of the same for the third film. And just, it, it's hard. And with Zack Snyder, like, he's got one movie that I think holds up and that I enjoy. Uh, and, and maybe it'll win the poll and we can review it and I can say why, but, um, and I own 300, but I, I can't watch it anymore. Like I, I testosterone fueled, you know, college age, Patrick enjoyed that movie, watched it repeatedly over the hill, you know, looking back on his years, Patrick is like, this is a dumbass movie. And I was an idiot for liking it. So Uh that's. That's the position I come from. And the the things that they say they're going to introduce, that's great. Hey, I remember a Spider-Man movie that was going to give us Gwen Stacy and the Sandman. And, you know, that movie sucked. Yeah, it sure did. And Venom. And it promises Venom. And be like, yes, Venom. And that movie sucked. It's hit and miss. It's hit and miss. But, you know, we'll, we'll see what they do with this thing. I mean, they've got, they certainly have the iconic characters to draw from. And... And they do have one benefit is that they can draw on some of the more recent successes that they've hit with Wonder Woman and Aquaman and Shazam. And hopefully Zach's picked up some stuff from like Patty Jenkins and things like that, that he can integrate in, in into this thing and, and make it a, a more, uh, you know, a movie worthy of the Justice League. But, you know, how much is it going to be? It, it, you know, if you go in there and it's four hours of something completely different from what we got in the theaters, that'll surprise me. I, I don't see that. I think there'll be a running theme, but uh, yeah, I would expect it to be different. I mean, if dark sides in there, that automatically changes the entire feel of everything. Cause now it's not focused on his, his Steppenwolf. Who's really like, you know, Steppenwolf is dark sides foot soldier, his first in command, similar to like, you know, uh, Ebony Mar, Corvus glade from the Marvel stuff with uh, Thanos and that sort of thing with the dark order and all that. So that's what Steppenwolf's supposed to be. Not some fucking parody of you know a big bad like he was portrayed in justice league just like this impotent piece of shit who can't do anything and can't get anything right and it's like i'm supposed to be scared of your ass fuck that you know give me dark side who should be every bit as bad as thanos more evil in some ways you could argue um and and now you've got a movie that should feel different whether they pull that off is a big if but there's a better opportunity for it i would say dan what do you think that was Maybe that was part of the plan is to, you know, mention he's like Thanos character. They had this trilogy of movies as well that they were kind of building to that climax, you know, that they were going to get there eventually. But, you know, after everything that right. happened with, with that, maybe it just, yeah, I obviously I, ideas changed. And if this sure brings that arc back into it, you know, because I agree, I think we're going to get, you know, two hours of it will probably be, you know, a combination of what we saw, you know, on each side, you know, the, the original one that came out 
it's going to be bits and pieces. And then there's going to be another, I think two hours or whatever ends up being of this new arc. And yeah, I, I think if it, you know, I'm again, I'm optimistic, just like everybody, I, I want it to be good. And if they bring that kind of back into it as this arc of, this is where I was trying to go with this story. Maybe, maybe we'll see. And I'm curious whether they're going to introduce, like whether they're going to get like Zachary Levi to bring Shazam in there or, or some of these other characters that we've seen. Uh, give me more Deathstroke. I mean, we got Deathstroke at the end of the post-credit in Justice League. And, and you know, that would had me as as mixed as I was on Justice League. I mean, the introduction of Death, Deathstroke, I was like, okay, this could be cool. So maybe we'll get more mixed. of him involved. Yeah, mixed it would be a good way to describe. <laughs> I didn't think Justice League was terrible, but it certainly wasn't great. Uh, dare I say... It wasn't not terrible. <laughs> nice double negative. <laughs> Okay. Well, I, hope springs eternal, Dave. I, and honest to God, I've said this before. I hope you're right. I really do hope you're right, because I don't want bad just I, like I don't want bad DC movies, like at all. And there are DC movies that I enjoy. You, you've named like we've talked about a couple of them. Mad Nauseam on the show, Wonder Woman, um, Shazam. I'm a little less happy about Aquaman because I just think it's Thor Ragnarok underwater. But um that's 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 me. I mean, just kind of me. Um well now I've I've heard that there uh there's an ex- even more extended cut of Suicide Squad as well that they're talking about possibly br- dropping on HBO Max oh, which is really okay. just more Harley and the Joker, you know. <laughs> so it's like eh, Yes, because Jeremy's I... Joker was necessary. Um <laughs> well if you listen to him it's because Brutal. they cut so much of it out that he his take on it is they cut so much of it out that it neutered his character and that's what this is not, supposed to not remedy because he thought the joker would send like pig heads to his castmates i, I guess not you know that's that that oh, okay. sort of thing you know <laughs> all right well let's bring this back around to hbo max because i am interested in the unique programming that eventually gets added streaming is clearly where we are with entertainment Dave, you know, or not Dave, Dan um, hit it on it um, at the very beginning uh, when we were talking about this service and sort of what's available to him on streaming. Streaming's where we are. Is it better? Like, is this where, is this, is this better than what we've had? Is this better than where we should be? I think we're, I think it's better than what we've had. I think it's, yeah. you know, especially with the, ability for movies to watch movies and things like that that you know that's at a at a very great spot you know we're getting really you know if these some of the kind of good things that happened out of the pandemic is the straight to release you know ones because i like doing that as much as i like going to the theater i have a a wonderful 110 inch screen here that i can watch on and and make my own good popcorn and it's cheaper i'm down for that um but i feel in the streaming services that are out there, you know, if you talked originally, people cut the cord to save money. You're not saving money anymore. Nope. You're buying all these services. You're back to that same price. It's not, that's where it's killing you. You know, that was the idea at the beginning. That ain't the, that ain't it anymore. There's just so many out there that you're just buying them all in packages. And allow me to be crude for a second. This is where they've got us by the short hairs because right you know, you've got every there, every one of these streaming services has at least one show that you're interested in. You know, Disney plus has got several HBO max has got some, uh, Amazon prime. Obviously we're watching the boys, you know, Netflix has some. So 
yeah, I, you're not saving any money at all. And I know, Dan, you made I, it was one of the episodes we we're talking about. You know, wouldn't it be great if they had this one place where you could stream all your shows and watch what you? Oh, yeah, that's right. It was cable. You know that sort of thing. And and that was right. a very 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 poignant and accurate <laughs> description of what's going on. Um, I mean, there there's aspects of it that are better, sure. There's aspects of it that, you know, from a cost saving standpoint, no, it's not any better. We're not saving any money at this point in time, but it does. Get, I think it, uh, from the standpoint of uh, creative freedom and giving people a bigger platform on which to create compelling content, then yeah, it's better because you weren't getting that on cable. People weren't doing original stuff on cable that much. It wasn't until the right. services started to pop up. They said, hey, we've got our own platform to distribute content. Let's get creative with this stuff. And in that respect, it's great. And it comes at a cost, and the cost that the cost is passed on to the consumer, like it has been. Right. I think you. I think you hit on it perfectly in terms of services. I don't get this service. Like I don't pay the extra money for the service if I didn't already have it as part of a pre-existing package. Like if we weren't already subscribed to HBO, I wouldn't be adding HBO Max because it isn't cost-effective to to run all these streaming streaming services. And at the same time, run all these, um, run cable. You know, I, I like my DirecTV subscription. I like the video pack. I like the package that we have. You know, I think that the, the greatest appeal to me with streaming entertainment is just sort of function and is is the on-demand nature of it all. Uh, the, the ability to, whether you want to binge watch something or just watch a couple of episodes at a time, do that. I think we're a mat. I think it's a matter of time before ads become a big part of of these programs. It's already a part of Amazon Prime. Uh, and certain, like I was um, going through the other day, and there are certain things that are available on Prime Video that you can just watch straight through, and then other things that tell you you will watch the straight through, but there may be a, a commercial or an ad pop up in the middle of it. And so that's already. That's another thing that was a great appeal, I think, to a lot of streaming services that is going away as ad revenue goes away from cable because nobody has cable. So I think it is what we have. I think that it right now, I think that its benefits outweigh its drawbacks, uh, particularly if you have cut the cord and you are just, you know, adding stre- streaming services that you want. Uh, and those bundles, those bundles are going to be the thing like that Disney Plus bundle that's Oddly enough, seems like one of those packages DP was talking about a couple of weeks ago <laughs> yeah. where you get, was it it's just a little bit Disney plus Hulu and ESPN. Yeah. Um, you know, it is what it is. So, but HBO max in general, bring this to a close thumbs up. I recommend it. If it's something that's in your budget to get, um, it's worth getting. I think that it's only going to be something that grows and improves over time. I look forward to seeing some of their original contract, uh, content, including Zack Snyder's Justice League. Thank you, Patrick, for that cheap plug there. Awesome. Cheap plug. No. I'm here for you. <laughs> I appreciate right. your support, and all of us DC fans appreciate it as well. I know they do. They're hinging on every every word that, every I, that word, I say. They're just waiting for the uh, guys in black to come and shut you down again, Patrick. That's The that, men in black, the, perhaps? The, the, the guy, no, these are the guys in black. They're a totally different uh, organization. I, I, I wanna, I'll, I'll join the men in black. That'd be fun. <laughs> okay. 
So, again, this is another segment i got to see if I can find some music for at some point. But uh, I decided last week, Dave, that uh, as I was sitting around having a Twitter conversation with somebody else, uh, that would be kind of fun to wrap up each show with just sort of a random question regarding, you know, pop culture, music, movies, things like that. Uh, and last week, and I'd actually like to hear your answer to last week's question, too, but last week I asked the guys, if there was ever like it came out of uh, a conversation about jump scares in a horror movie and um, DP was like, I don't really watch horror. So I, you know, he, he didn't really have anything. Rick, um, I can't remember what Rick said, but for me, I talked about the jump scare at the end of Carrie where the hand comes out of the grave and grabs the woman and it just totally, completely caught me off guard. So I'll start with that one for you. Do you have a, a jump scare that actually got you that like really got you? Uh, I would probably say like in the original Friday, the 13th, there's two of them. Uh, Kevin Bacon, the hand coming from under the bed, grabbing him by the head and the arrow going through the throat. Yeah, that that came out of nowhere. That got me uh, Jason jumping over the, the the boat at the end where you think everything's done and it's nice and ca- calm and tranquil. And then, yeah, Jason, but the carry one. Yeah, carry the hand coming out. That's definitely creepy as shit. Uh, <sighs> oh. You know, honestly, one of the better jump scares recently, Lock and Key, where the uh, fear monster jumps in the window. That got me. You know, that that caused <laughs> me to jump. So there's there's one of the better ones lately. Uh, but those, those are the ones that stand out in my mind. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you, thank you um, for, for that. The, you know, one of the other ones that I thought of, uh, Joaquin Phoenix's reaction to the aliens showing up in signs. Yeah. Uh, which otherwise not a great movie. But they're watching this home video of the birthday party and the alien walks across just kind of out of nowhere. And even though you know it's coming, like his like, ah, totally jumped me on board as well. Great, great stuff. Another one that just popped in my head in the ring where at the very beginning after the girl dies and they open the closet and you see her just mutilated. Her face. Her face. That just comes out of nowhere. That's like sets you back. It's like, holy shit. There's another one. So, so this week's question uh, came to me as I was finishing up watching the entire MCU in order with a little O'Dowd. And I've talked about this on the show. The, the Avengers Assemble moment where Cap, you know, does the big Avengers and Whispers Assemble every time. Like, that's the, like, moment that gets me just crazy emotional because of just what it means to me as a comic book fan, as a Marvel fan, and just kind of feeling legitimate, legitimized as a as a fan of that genre to see all these people around you buying into it. And it got me thinking to um, movie moments that get you in the, in the feels and maybe elicit that, that response every time. And so taking a couple minutes, and I'm not saying you had to get choked up in tears, um, but but um, just a couple of movie moments. What's what's a movie moment that hits you in the feels, got you right in the feels, and, and maybe maybe it was like it's a little dusty in here. Who's cutting onions, dude? I, like <laughs> I got one. I mean, uh, at the end of Rudy, when he makes that sack at the end of Rudy and he gets carried off the oh, field, yeah. man, that. That uh, definitely gets you a little bit. I mean, <laughs> Dan's like, well, you're not a Notre Dame. I'm not a Notre Dame fan either, but uh, I, I like Rudy's one. Uh, I got to think about some other ones. I, I mean, shit, I, you know, stuff that like actually makes you tear up a little bit, man. It, like, uh, do you ever see that movie, The Champ with Ricky Schroeder? 
and John Voight. Shit, man. That, Get up, champ. Get yeah, up. The fucking end of that. Get I mean, up, it, it just like I, I used, Ricky Schroeder cried over a dead boxer's body. God damn it. They're cutting oh. onions in the room every time that fucking oh. thing comes Silver on. Silver spoons, man. baby. Ah, oh, and that that one definitely gets gets. What's me. the other? Uh... What was the other million dollar baby at that moment too? Didn't that, oh. that was another boxing movie when you're yeah watching her cling to life and getting the plug pulled on her was awful. Uh, <laughs> give me any any uh, Pixar movie in the first five minutes when they try and just destroy your <laughs> life. That's it, up. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. those are always terrible. <laughs> terrible. I don't know about terrible. I mean, well, it just, just like yeah. God, they just rip you in the heart right off the bat. Like, come on, man. right, right. But Avengers Assemble so, is a big one. Yeah, that that gets right. me too. Absolutely. Watching uh, one of the one of the all time classics that's on every single day or at least every weekend, the Shawshank Redemption. Oh yeah. yeah. That one, when he shows up in in uh, uh, Zihuataneo and finds nope. Andy, you know, fixing up the boat. That's kind of that's kind of a cool one. Nice. Um. So I got a couple. Uh, I've talked about this one before, but every. The first time I saw Return of the King uh, in the theater, and I remember it was at a midnight show, and Gandalf and Pippin are riding up on um, Gondor, the, the city of Gondor. And the sheer magnitude and beauty of that shot, computer-generated notwithstanding, was it was amazing. It was beautiful to me. And for whatever reason, completely overcome just like, and again, as a kid who played Dungeons and Dragons, who read those books, who loved fantasy to be at a midnight showing in a packed theater, uh, and seeing this image that you've had in your head, just on a screen. Oh gosh. All every time. There's one that just popped in my head when you were saying that, man. Fucking Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2 where he goes into the forest to meet Voldemort. And Voldemort's right. like, the boy who lived come to die. And then he just closes right. his eyes and you just feel your the life just leave you as it kind of leaves him because you're like, fuck. You know he's not going to die, but it's just such an emotional moment. Spoiler! Spoiler! Sorry. It's only, <laughs> it's only what, eight, 10 years old now? Nine years old by now? Uh, but, man, that that's one that always... I mean the whole and the whole thing with like Snape, where he goes in the Pensiev and he looks at that whole thing where he comes to an understanding that, you know, he's destined to die. He's got to die so that they they can actually win. That's one of those moments, and that goes on for like two minutes. That really got me. And the hair, and I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. So, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. That just jumped in my head oh, when you were talking. And then there's something about there's something about a good sports movie that gets me every time. And there's two. That uh, what wait? It's so schmaltzy, and I know it's schmaltzy, but the end of Field of Dreams, yes. when he's like, "Dad, you want to have a catch?" I'm like, oh, I love my dad too." Oh. <laughs> every time, fuck it, every time, just it, every time gets me. And then the the end of the natural when he hits that home run and the fucking sparks rain down. Yeah, it's just oh, gosh. I regretted that I ever read the book because, because <laughs> damn it, that'll kill it. That kills it. But that moment is again, you just you talk about a well-constructed shot with just the cinematography and the use of music. And we're going to talk about music someday on a show too. And scores, 
um, because the 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 score to the natural with that home run is just so triumphant and beautiful, and it swells perfectly. And it's just as a as a kid who loved baseball, and you know, an idealistic kid who loved baseball, that is everything that you want to see out of a happy ending in a baseball movie. Who can't get behind that? You know, a, a home run to win a game and, and overcome evil. <laughs> for lack of a your last end yeah. of your career. Go out on top. So great. So, all right. Well, thanks for sharing those with me, fellas. That's going to put a wrap uh, here, I think, on us for Bandwagon Nerds. Real quick, before we head out, DP, tell everybody where they can find you, how to follow you, and where else they can listen to you. I am all over the worldwide social media interwebs, and it's me, DPP. You can also listen to me on the DWI podcast as part of the ChairShot radio network on thechairshot.com. You can follow it on Twitter at PodcastDWI or on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast. Mr. Ungar? I just want to thank you for making me cry here at the end of this episode, Patrick. I, I just want to. Are you do, sure? What? No, just kidding. <laughs> I, I, mean, I, I mean, I know you're kind of a big baby. But I know. No. Uh, you can check awesome. me out on Twitter at AttitudeAGG on Facebook.com slash Attitude of Aggression. Remember, kids, send your hate tweets to at the big Rick 62 and uh, he'll appreciate that since he's probably never coming out of Walmart as far as we know. And he was never heard from again. And you can follow me on the Twitter at Wrestling Realist. That is at W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. You can listen to me every Tuesday on Bandwagon Nerds. And every Wednesday, you can catch me on ChairShot Radio, both on the ChairShot.com. Always use your head. Fellas, that's going to do it to, uh, for today. Great show. Glad we could talk some HBO Max. Uh, thank you, everybody, for dealing with all my technical difficulties to open the show. My God. Uh, and if I'm not heard from next week, uh, then you know what happened to me. I was taken. Uh, otherwise, hopefully we'll see you next week on Bandwagon Nerds. For now, though, get out of the basement. Keep yourself safe. Get some sun. You've been listening to the Bandwagon Nerds on ShareShot.com. Was that? This is not a charade. We need total concentration. Now, once again, this time, with theory.